Monkey on? I'm on this one. Okay, I got it. I got it. All right. Shock Monkey Radio is entertainment for adults, by adults, and the views and opinions expressed here do not reflect upon FXBG Public Radio or its sponsors. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. Hello, and welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman, and with me is Nick, as always. Say hello, and Hello, Nick. fools. Merry Christmas. Yeah, we're getting down to the wire, aren't we? Yep. Getting down to the wire. Well, we've got two weeks, I think. Yeah. Pretty close to it. Yeah, we'll be talking more about our upcoming schedule here shortly. My headphones sound weird. I have to get into the notes. <laughs> so uh, we usually start with our weekend. How was your weekend, man? Oh, got a good weekend. Uh, Grizzlies gang, Frederick Grizzlies out there. We had a good win. Uh, we were losing by 18 in the fourth quarter. I definitely thought it was over. Ended up winning by about five. So exciting games. Make sure you stay to the end. A lot of people left. Ended up getting an exciting win. Um, then just uh, some stuff, you know, a little bit of booking stuff, you know, Christmas parties and things are going on around this time of year. So nothing more exciting than work, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What did uh, what'd you get into? Uh, not a whole lot. You know, I do my writing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's the weather. It's been wet. Yeah. That's night, what she said. The night is sultry. <laughs> you seen that movie, Throw Mama from the Train, where she says the night is sultry? Uh, what's Any, it called? That, uh, Throw Mama from the Train. No, I don't uh, think Billy, so. Billy Crystal, Danny DeVito. Yeah, uh, he wants him to kill his mom and. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Don't I don't recall. The, yeah, that's I don't know but the name. But they're of it, both yeah. they're both writers, and as right. a writer, I relate to those movies like The Shining and uh, As Good as It Gets to have uh, the stories based upon a writer. Right. And so I understand that 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 emotion that Billy Crystal felt when when they're, he, they're having this conversation. It's like, do you say the night was mo- wet or do you say the night was moist? That's writing. <laughs> and then she just goes, "The night was sultry." Yeah. <laughs> And then he's he's just furious because as a writer, you know, you're like, uh, you hate it when you've been agonizing over this one f- sentence. Didn't even for think so of long. the right yeah, word. Didn't even think Perfect. of the right word. It took you did. one second yeah. to think of it. You're like, Damn That's it. when he wanted to kill her. He's yeah. like, throughout the whole movie, he's like, I don't want to do this, man. I don't want to do this. And then when she said the night is sultry, that's when he's like, I'm going to kill that I'm old, I'm gonna kill that old bitch. Right. Prove me wrong. <laughs> Yeah, and so it's the same as in The Shining when his wife comes down and interrupts him when he's writing and he's sitting there and he's like, "I have to when you come down here and distract me with your bullshit." Right. You know, I got it takes me time to get back to the place that I was, and that is true. That is true. When you're in it, you're in it. Yeah. That's 100%, especially with writing like it does one mm-hmm. second is it'll take you off. Exactly. And so um Yeah, and then there's a scene in As Good As It Gets where he's a writer. This Melvin Udall guy's a writer, and he's sitting there, and he's, like, writing this romance novel, and he comes up with this perfect metaphor. Love was... And then someone's banging on his door. And he's furious, comes up, throws open the door. What? You know? Right. <laughs> I get that. And that's 100%. the way I feel when E.K. calls me on a Tuesday when I'm writing. <laughs> I don't take my phone in the studio. Whenever, like, if I'm in a session, like, I right. do beats, so it's not right, but it's still, like, a train of thought. And I'm like, I have a train of thought right now. No cell phone. There's no internet. So I 100% understand where you're like, there's, yeah. like, don't mess this up because it takes, like, one second really, like, because it's hard for people to believe when you say, like, you see something, like, that you when you're doing it. You're like, I see it. Like, when you're writing something, you're, like, in a... 
In a zone. In a zone, yeah. You're in you're in a different space in your mind. So you're like, I'm here in my mind, which is mm-hmm. boom, this creative space. And then you like, you brought me back to real life and you're like, wait a minute. It's like it's gonna take me time to get back to where I was. Yeah. Even if you can, it's like a dream where you're like, I lost it. And you're like, but you were just doing you're like, I don't I lost it. I don't remember all of it. Makes it's enough to make you want to get an axe and like make them barricade <laughs> themselves in a room. <laughs> New movie ideas. That's <laughs> an old movie idea. Really. Well, but I was saved with the radio station. Yeah, anyway. Skits, The Shining. So that, that was my my weekend. It was uh, watching movies about writers. Right. Okay. Hey, you remember microfiche? Yes. All right. A lot of a lot of these kids these days they don't remember, remember microfiche, but uh, it's like a hundred slides. You yeah, can put it was, into a computer. Yeah, in those '90s movies, it was those big machines where everyone was doing research. Yeah. You know, basically looking at old newspapers. A microfiche is just basically a bunch of little tiny photographs of newspapers. Yeah. It's, you know, it's for historical records. So if people wanted to go back and look at like old newspaper articles for reference or for information, you'd have to go and find the time period that you're looking for, the specific publications you're looking for, and you'd yeah. get the little thingy and you put it, it was, in. It was PowerPoint on projector right. style. <laughs> right. Because you could just skip through them. Like, mm-hmm. that, I've used one of those before. They, Absolutely. I we a, see the movies there in the library. When they go to the library late at night and no one's in there and they're yeah. through old articles. Absolutely. 100%. And when I took a journal, journalism class in high school in the 90s, mm-hmm. uh, I, mean, I used one. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. And so I think it's just a, it's kind of amazing to look back the way information used to be, the way information is now. Yeah, any hizzle. So um, back 30 years ago, information was hard to obtain. All right, yet people seemed to know more. These days, every single one of us carries access to the sum total of human knowledge at their fingertips. Yep, they're taking over, I told you. All right, and now people are the dumbest motherfuckers ever. Mm -hmm. All right, you have all this information here and you don't retain any of it. Anyway, granted, misinformation is also a problem in our day and age, more so than in the 90s. But still, using multiple sources, even biased sources, um, you can still zero in on the truth. All right? But people don't do that. They don't consult multiple sources. They They just use the top Google search result. Whatever you saw on your timeline. Yeah. You didn't even really look it up. I mean, Tim Pool is a high school dropout. And he fucking uses multiple sources. What exactly are they teaching kids in school today? It's not about school. The thing about that is, is that back in the day, the only place you get your news from was newspapers. And it was newspapers are the only source of the word entertainment I would use that is not entertainment. It's just straight up like it's not made to be exciting. It's just... They put, like, the most exciting stuff on the front page, but it's still just these are the facts of what happened. It's not, like... That's ideally... That's it's not most likely, like, journalist where you, like, I gave my own take on it. This is just, like, this guy got arrested for this. He was doing this. These are the facts. That was newspapers. Now it's about, like, did so-and-so say this or did he not? And it's, like, up for question. And then the story is missed where it's not just information where... It's more like entertaining, even the news. When I tell people, like, 
you know, TV is entertainment. It's so entertainment. Sexually. It has to be entertaining yeah. in a way Absolutely. where they're, they are stating facts, but it also has to make you want to watch it more than you watch the That's other right. one. It's called clickbait. It's the called other one, yeah. Clickbait titles, click, clickbait uh, news stories. Absolutely. There, there used to be one newspaper with a kid on the corner and like, Johnny got arrested for blah, blah, blah. And you're like, you know, you bought it. Everybody was reading the same thing. Yeah, he was too drunk to work. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, Johnny, too drunk to work. It's on the front page. Robs us of home employment. Place yeah. of employment. One nickel, you know. <laughs> penny a paint. Yeah, penny a paint. Buy, buy me last paint, mister. <laughs> yeah. But one source, and that's, you know, and it's not that it was one source. It was just facts instead of, like, people read stuff that they feel is entertaining yeah. more than trying to actually figure out what the topic was. Like, oh, I just have a talking point now about how so-and-so did this and that. And then you're like, did you actually look like what happened or you just... Like, nah, but somebody was really excited that he did this and that. And then you're like, but they figured out, like, half of that stuff was wrong. Yeah. Yep. If you actually read the report or the thing. Yep. Like, I didn't oh, yeah. want to read the report. I wanted to read. Oh, yeah. So, it I guess matters. it's reporting versus media. Well, it's about it's about timeliness. People want to have be the first to break a story. Mm -hmm. You know? And so, in, in, in that pursuit, they'll neglect things like facts. Right. And, you know. Yeah, speculation. That's TMZ with the yeah, speculation. Right. As soon as I say, is he out with his new girlfriend while he's still married? And you're like... We were having a business meeting, like, but were you? <laughs> yeah, but were you? And that's, yeah, that is what you'd say instead of like the news fact is like, you know, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Aniston are doing a new movie together, which would be a fact versus like, are they dating again? And right. you're like, that's, come on. That's what I mean, misinformation. You missed, yeah, you missed the point. Anyway, let's move on. What else you got? Um, dogs versus monkeys. We're, we're going to have to revisit this. Mm -hmm. Okay. I Dog did some research on this. Yeah, I did some research t as well. So uh, I'm still on the side that monkeys win over dogs. I think that you're thinking about primates. And the monkeys that are in India that you're talking about are are called macaws, monkeys. Oh, okay. They are the monkeys from, like, um, Hangover 3. Uh, you can keep going. From, like, Hangover 3. You know, like, the two-foot, three-foot monkeys. Right, right. Those are macaw monkeys. They're not – primates are like Michael Jackson's monkey, like a, like a monkey monkey. Right. But they're like two, three feet monkeys, which is why, like that was that was my point. I understand we like a gorilla in these size of animals, but I think it depends on breed of dog and also one hundred percent the size of of a monkey. Because even with thumbs, uh, which I think is your point, humans have thumbs and get mauled by monkeys and dogs. Yeah, and I feel like we're more agile than I mean, maybe actually we're probably not more agile than either of them. Now that I think about it, no, we're, we're smarter, way, but yeah, not more smarter. agile. Yeah, we use tools better. Yeah, that would be the only. Anyway, I'm gonna restart up this video. Give me a second. Yeah, I got you. Anyway, we're back after our video crashed again. So yeah, this is Shock Monkey Radio. Stand warned. Stand warned. We talk. We say we're gonna say some na naughty words today. Uh oh. So I'm not just. Uh, I'm not gonna do the whole spiel. So uh, I I agree, but I mean I think that even those macaw monkeys mm -hmm. uh, could take out most dogs. Oh, 100 percent. Most dogs. It just, right. that's what depending on breed. Well, I'm not talking about gorillas. You know, mm, yeah, that's like true. a gorilla versus dog. Gorilla versus anything. I got winning a gorilla. I don't know. I don't think a gorilla could beat a rhino. Well, 
Oh, that would be Or a hippo. But I don't think a rhino or a hippo could kill a gorilla either, though. It would yeah, be like I think a, definitely. They, I think they definitely could kill a gorilla. I think it would. that would be a stalemate because the gorilla would be trying to get it, couldn't get it. The rhino couldn't get a good shot on a gorilla. I think the, the hippo, hippo has really a better fast. shot. Hippos have strong jaws, but a gorilla... You think they're, so? They're I, fast, too. I feel like a, but a gorilla would be jumping around. It would be a stalemate. Also, it, what are we going to get in trouble from PETA for just setting up, setting up straight up animal fight, hypothetical animal fights? In they're rest. hypothetical, PETA. We're taking they're bets. Hypothetical. I'm taking side bets on this. You guys send it in to the website if you want to take a bet. A rhino versus... That would be interesting, though. I'm not saying that I'd buy a rhino and a gorilla and put it in a cage and want to see him fight, but I would, I would like to think It would about be it. interesting to see, like, to wonder... If they were trying to 100% kill each other, because I don't think that that comes up in nature. You know what I mean? I don't think like a gorilla and a rhino have ever like really been in a stand of like, we are eating the same food or like. Yeah, I don't know. We may have to do a YouTube search later. Figure yeah. it out. Because I feel like gorillas are more in Congo, though, like rainforest yeah, areas. Yeah, they're in high, higher elevations. Yeah, rhinos yeah. are more in uh, African plains. plains. More, yeah. yeah, so it would be different. I think their habitats are different, so. But I've seen a rhino eat an alligator, and I've seen a rhino, I mean a hippo, eat an alligator, and a hippo uh, eat, eat a lion. Like, hippo, well, hippos kill a lion. 100% dangerous animals. But versus a dog, any day. <laughs> Any day. Dude, a rhino gorilla is ripping anything. Dude, I, I would be, you know how scared you would be in if you were just on a safari and saw a un, like an unkept gorilla, just like in person? Would be. It'd be terrifying. I would Terrifying, want to be dude. I can't imagine. You like, better have some fruit. I was going to say, I don't even know what you would do. They're like, don't look at it. And you're like, I have to stare at it because I'm wondering if it's going to attack me yeah. or not. Are we in a vehicle? I hope I'm in a vehicle. Oh, dude, that's you know, that was the one. I saw the, the rhino was just attacking one of the people on the safari. It knocked their whole truck over three times. Oh, yeah. It kept knocking it, like rolling oh, yeah. the truck over. Oh, yeah. And there are people in it. They're like, this is not normal. They're like, is this normal? They're like, no, no, he's mad. He's mad. <laughs> no, it's not normal. <laughs> Does this happen usually? Like, no, no. You clearly have never been here. We're scared. There's a reason we're scared. Yeah. We're calling for help. <laughs> no no offense to Africa, but no way. That's that's a scary fucking continent. 100%, dude. I mean, for the same reason, I won't go to, like, Southeast Asia, you know, because of tigers. Well, that's you know. what I was going to say. Even with India, when they paint them like tigers, yep. that video I've seen of the tiger jumping on a dude who's on the back of an elephant. He's riding the elephant yeah. through grass. You can't see the tiger until it comes out. And then the tiger's jumping over like a 10-foot a elephant yeah. towards the dude, not even yeah. at the elephant. He's like, I can't take that elephant. I, I got that, dibs that, on you, though. <laughs> but that soft, squishy thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is horrifying to me terrifying they're so big like really when you go see it it is they're like the size that they actually are when you see them you're like there's something that this side like their paws are like as big as your face yeah that is terrifying there's nothing you can do with it it's a long way from a dog versus monkey yeah 100 percent. but i mean it's just animal (laughs) versus animals we were trying to get the video back up just talking yeah i understand (laughs) man this Software is really pissing me off. Hopefully, we're going to get some new gear. I was going to coming say, up, coming yeah. back, man. The season's almost over. We yeah. got one more week. Yeah, one more week. Uh, we'll get to that here in a second. I, I do want to do this rant. Uh oh, what you got? Oh, well, we're getting this video back up. I don't know if you saw. Yeah, I wanted to get this one on video. So, uh, so um, you know that sexy 10 speed bicycle? 
that I really want to ride? <laughs> I'm not aware. Her name is Ann Coulter. <laughs> oh, man. All anyway. Right. Let's buckle down for this one. Okay. Put your bicycle uh, helmets on. <laughs> anyway, Ann Coulter recently did some speeches. And, of course, there are um, some SJWs, social justice warriors, and Antifa types, you know, come out and call her a Nazi and a racist. You know how it goes. Um, so I was skimming the news stories, and I saw this, uh, those Ann Coulter headlines, and I started thinking about the Aryan Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. So my question is, why don't the SJWs and Antifa go after actual racists and Nazis like the Aryan Brotherhood? The answer to that question is very simple. They are scared shitless of the Aryan Brotherhood. Hell, I'm a straight white Christian male, and, I'm, and they scare the bejesus out of me. So I don't blame you. But it turns out, if you live your life as an actual racist with stupid swastikas on your face or whatever, you tend to get into a lot of fights. You tend to end up in prison, mostly because America is not a racist country, and the average person on the street is willing to stand up against actual racism. So because those actual racists have, a lot to, ha, uh, have to fight a lot, they tend to be swole, bald, organized, and travel in large numbers for their own protection because 99% of Americans hate them. But Antifa doesn't go after them. They go after soft targets like Ann Coulter or Ben Shapiro, Jewish guy, by the way, and his wife's a doctor, uh, which makes Antifa hashtag beta bullies. This has got to catch on. Hashtag beta bullies. You aren't going to fuck with the baddest mofo in the schoolyard, are you? No. You pick soft, innocent targets. Worried about gender equality? Why are you never hating on, on Islamic countries where women have one outfit and are treated like house pets? Speaking of Islamic countries, talk about homophobic. They throw gays and trans off of buildings. Why aren't you fighting against them? Because you're terrified of Islamic radicalism. radicalism. That's why. Now, I'm not trying to get myself killed by a Saudi second lieutenant or an obtuse erring asshole. I'm trying to make a point. The impulse to fight evil is a good one. But your aim must be true with your righteous fury. Don't push around the skinny blonde girl because uh, a racist is in your peripheral vision. Don't beat up the violin-playing Jewish kid because anti-Semites exist. That's ex- insane and cowardly. There is evil in this world, but keep your aim true. Fight it as intelligently as you can. And violence can and should always be avoided. House Baratheon. Ours is the Fury. <laughs> yeah, I think they... Um... It's people that desensitize it by using, like what you're saying, is going against people who aren't actually racist and Nazis, where it desensitizes because that's what you say. She's a Nazi. That's what you hear all the time. And when you see it as a mass, you're like, that person, I know that person's not a Nazi. That's not a really Aryan Brotherhood person. So when you hear about there's a Nazi rally, you think it's a bunch of people like that, not like, and then you see like the torches down at the thing, you're like, oh shit. People are like hitting people with cars and marching around with torches and shit in like real life. Like, yeah. So you desensitize to by like calling other people. It's like when people call people gay as a joke, you know, oh, that's gay. And then you're like, well, the gays are marching. And they're like, oh, it's just a whole bunch of people that I didn't like in high school. You're like, no, they're like really gay people. You're like, doesn't make sense to me. You're like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, what do you mean? Like, um, do that one on the office where he's like, Oscar's gay. And he's like, yeah, he is. And he's like, no, he's really a gay. And he's like, you don't make jokes about that. And he's like, well, he is gay. And he's, you don't call someone gay because they're gay. You call them because, or he's like, you don't call someone a retard because they're retarded. 
you call them that because they're acting retarded. <laughs> like, it's just like a, it's a weird thing. So, you know, I, uh, I think it takes away from it. Absolutely. It, it, it weakens the word. Right. You know, because there are actual Nazis out there. Right. There's actually racist people out there. Why aren't you fighting them? It's because you're scared of the Aryan Brotherhood. Why aren't you scared about the homophobic Islamic nations? Because they blow themselves up to kill us just because we don't worship their, their way. We yeah, they're terrorist organizations yeah. in real life. Real yes. life terrorists. Yes. Is, that's why. And that's what they do. And so you know Ben Shapiro is not a terrorist. You know Ann Coulter is not a terrorist. Right. That's why. Yeah, they're not Nazis. That's the same thing. When they uh, Donald Trump's a Nazi. Like, he's clearly not a Nazi. Like, regardless, right. like, that's, he's not out there doing he's rallies. A, he's and, a capitalist buffoon. But yeah, that's, yeah, you just took it in it. That's why when people really are meeting and doing things that are negative in their communities and stuff about it, you people in the masses that don't see it take away from it because they're just like, well, you said he was a Nazi. Well, you'd have so a couple, you think they are Nazis too. Well, you'd have a couple thousand people come out to pro protest like Ann Coulter or Ben Shapiro or, or somebody like that. Mm -hmm. And... But you don't see them showing up at prisons when a guy from the Aryan Brotherhood gets released. Right. They don't see him trying to get them released for like, oh, it wasn't a hate crime. Yeah. But the worst thing I've ever said was, it's not a hate crime if you love to do it. My brother was like, oh, we should what? get t-shirts. I was like, it's not a hate <laughs> oh crime my... if you like to do it oh or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> was like, horrible. My brother was like, yo, that's a t-shirt idea. And I was like, we're going to get the worst publicity <laughs> yeah, from exactly. that. He's like, but bad they, they would sell. <laughs> they would sell. <laughs> that's the sad thing. It's not a hate crime if you liked it or whatever. There's yeah. tons of people with a sense of humor. Right. As, as you'll see when we get to the news worth knowing. Uh, okay. So, uh, yeah. Um, real racists in the world. Go deal with them. Yeah. Stop desensitizing the words by calling people who aren't that. Uh, just because you don't like them, you try Absolutely. to use the worst negative thing to say about them. It reminds me of something Gavin McInnes said. He, he went to this rally. I think this is the one he, where he got pepper sprayed. You know, by these people, they're calling them racist and Nazi and stuff like that. And so when he like the first thing he came out saying is just like there's three problems with this country. It's the Negro, uh, the Muslim and the Jew. Right. Right. And everyone's jaws just dropped. Yeah, right. That's a harsh way to start. And he, go and he goes, look, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But if somebody actually shows up, if the fucking Ku Klux Klan in their full outfits come riding up on horses you would shit your pants because you're like, holy cow, they do exist. You know, right. this idea that uh, like Ann Coulter or Ben Shapiro or Gavin McInnes are Nazis is insane because you're all, we have a very big lack of Nazis in the world and everyone's around looking for the one. And so uh, you, you're a Nazi, you're blonde. Right. They oh, try to yeah. like put it into, I guess everybody tries to categorize. So they're like, oh, well, you fit in with, you believe in some of the ideas, so we're just going to put you yeah, in that. So, so you're all in with that. And like, right. No. It's so, either all or nothing for me. You're either one or you're not. You're like, what? <laughs> so all these goddamn kids growing up in a, a wonderful society like this, and they're just so mad that they don't have something important to do like smash Nazis like their great grandfather did. You know? Yeah, I guess. I'm sorry. We kicked the shit out of the Nazis. They seem to be on the run. Yeah, right. <laughs> Down in South America. Anyway, so uh, the boys from Brazil. Anyway, uh, yeah, before we get into next, next picks, um, I do want to tell you, we got the Christmas party coming up on the 14th uh, at Spencer Devon Brewery in uh, downtown Fredericksburg. What is it, like 107 George Street or something like that? I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, it's Spencer Devon Brewery. It's right Spencer Devon Brewery. You can look it up on Google. You guys know where it's at. First, first search result will probably give you a biased result. So, uh, 
yeah, so come on out. Say hi to us. We'd love to see you. We're gonna we have a band coming, uh brass brass company. Brass company. And we got DJ Dryant spinning. DJ Dryant seven till twelve down yep. there at Spencer Devin. It's free cover. It's free. No cover. Yeah, yep. No cover. Um so next week I just want to tell you, next week we will be having a show. I hope you can make it. Mm-hmm. And um but the next Tuesdays following are the twenty fourth and the thirty first. So that's Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, respectively. So we're going to go ahead and just take those two weeks off. Hope you don't mind. Into uh, season two. Yeah, and that'll be the end of our season. And that'll give us some time to work maybe on our website and uh, stuff, see if we can get some more shows going. That'd be nice. Uh, yeah, get in touch with us at, uh, you can email me, madmanfxbgpr.com. If you have any questions, we can put you in a mailbag. Or if you have any questions about um, getting a show, you can email admin at fxbgpr.com. Yeah, so that's just, I just wanted to update people on our schedule coming up before we get into Nick's picks. So what do you got for Nick's picks, bro? <clears throat> well, I'm going to just go into this one because I have been aware I'm a, of Twilight for a while, oh, right? Oh, God. Okay. So this is this was a book. I assume this was a book. Is what, From my understanding, this was a book before it was a movie series. I've never seen any of them before. Um, this weekend I happened to, um, catch part of it with my girlfriend and I couldn't stop laughing so fucking hard. This movie I thought was about vampires and werewolves. There's, they were playing baseball. The part that I saw, there's like vampires playing baseball and it's like the, the most fucking weird thing I've ever seen. It was so fucking stupid. And I don't know how they made billions of dollars off of this movie, More Power to You. But, like, what the fuck do... Va- when did vampires start playing baseball? Out in the sun like daywalkers. They were out during the... Dude, there was so much about it that I was just like... Were they sparkling and shit? I only saw... That was the only part I was only... I had to leave because I was laughing too. Like, I was, like, ridiculously laughing. Like, I was a little bit faded. You're pissing off all the girls. She was not excited that I thought that it was so funny because she's seen the movie. Apparently, she owns them all. So, you know, oh, I've seen them all. I own them all. And I'm fucking dying. I'm like, this is the dumbest fucking thing. Vampires in baseball, and then I'm asking questions of, like, how does this happen? Like, when did vampires play baseball? Like, what does this have to do with baseballs? And why is there no, like, where are the werewolves during the baseball game? See, where- here's my theory on this, is that people who watch something horrible, they get mad that they invested all this time in watching something horrible, and so they have to, like, defend it. Uh, I, uh, I knew this girl who loved Stargate SG-1. Now, I don't know if you know bad television shows, but that is one of the worst. Stargate SG-1 is just so horrible. And so, um, but, you know, she watched all of it, owns all of it. Uh So she's invested in it. Yeah. Dude, they like the love story. They're into it. Like, oh, what? that's the point of Twilight. The guys in the, but what? What is where the baseball come from? Was that in the books is what I wanted? Because there's a book about it, right? I think so. I'm not so is I just wanted to like that was just like is there a part in the book where they're like up oh, vampires take a break to play some baseball good old fashioned family baseball game out here and they overly 
they overly shot the scene where they're like the pitcher. None of them are wearing gloves because they're fucking vampires and they can catch a hundred mile an hour pitches and baseballs. I'm so and, glad I didn't watch these movies. Dude, I watched fucking, I couldn't get through more than 10 minutes before I got kicked out. They're like, just go back and go do whatever you were doing. But I mean, it, it was a good laugh for me is what I'll say for my pick. But I mean, shout out to whoever made that much money off of those movies. Right. Cause that I'm just going to start making shit with like just random content in it. Where the, you're uh, like, this is a movie about robots. And you're like, yeah. and now they wash dishes. Robots like, falling in love. Like <laughs> Why, are they, yeah. Why are they washing dishes? You're like, cause I don't know, but they're really good at, they don't need gloves. They could robots going to church. Yeah. Just for, <laughs> yeah. It's just some random fucking like, I'm like, is this what this movie's about? Like the movie's not about baseballs, which you kept saying. I'm like, this fucking movie is about baseball field yeah. of dreams out here. If you build it, they will come. Huh? You think yeah. vampires will come if we build a field in the backyard? I, I think I got like three or four jokes in before. You know, I understood that it was time for me to leave. But. So, is she still your girlfriend? I one hundred percent, but okay. that's not a thing. Oh, dude, do you know hanging out with me? Dude, you got to be used to that, dude. We make entertainment. I mean, you watching something stupid? We love. I notice things in movies that most people don't notice, which is why, like, most people are watching the plot, and then you're like, "Why would that guy be in the background holding the cheese plate right now?" Like, this is like stupid shit that is like other people don't really I love, notice. Yeah, I love extras. In scenes, I always keep my eye on that. You're like, why is that guy doing that? Yeah, he was on a hoverboard just a second ago. Now he's out here on something else. And you're like, they, they didn't. It was a like bad cut. The guy in the that guy in the table behind them. He took a sip out of his water, but didn't take any water. Right. Yeah. Just, and then his water's gone or something. Yeah. They are smoking seat, yeah. a cigarette and it's a new cigarette. I'm like, oh, yeah. that was a new cigarette. And they're like, what? Bad editing. Yeah, one hundred percent. So that's my picture. Shout out to I guess shout out to people that like No, shout out to people who who enjoy movies for whatever the purpose I guess is for it. If you can see through if you if you if you watch Twilight with like Mystery Science three thousand I get it. Just seeing through like you know what I mean? We I mean it's not even the fantasy part of it. That's the fantasy part we get, dude. I'm a big Game of Thrones fan. But the ba- they've never started playing baseball, man. If they just like, we're gonna have a touch game of football, and you know, John Snow versus the White Walkers, and a touch game of football, real quick, I would be like, yeah, this seems out of place. Kind of, <laughs> you know what bit. I mean? Yeah, just kind of weird about like the theory of the whole movie in general. But I just didn't understand that. But shout out to people who can just see through that and enjoy. I guess enjoy the movies without being like, you know, a Grinch movie. Where I'm, a, I'm a movie Grinch. The just point is ruin those, it for everyone. The point is, is that those movies are not made for us. No, they're not. It's just you know? random stuff. I'll ruin something for you. My brother used to watch Big Bang Theory, and I was like, you know, there's. I was like, why is there a laugh track in it? And he was like, yeah. what? And I was like, after all these things they say that aren't funny, I was like, there's a laugh track, and he's like, now it's all I hear. He's like, yeah. I can't watch it anymore. It's just a nerdy comment. And he's like, yeah, nerdy comments aren't funny. <laughs> and I'm like. There's but, laugh tracks. He's like, it's all I hear is the you, laugh tracks yeah. now. He's like, you, know you ruined the whole show for yeah, me. Yeah, you know that's against the third law of thermodynamics. Ha, 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 what? I don't even think that was a joke. Yeah, why is there you, a laugh Your track? equation's wrong. <laughs> your, your delta time, <laughs> your delta time is in the wrong place. <laughs> the one guy who has the extra loud laugh, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big Bang Theory is a dumb show for stupid, about stupid, oh, wait, I'm sorry. A dumb show about smart people. Right. That's, that's the way it is. I think everybody on there is gay, I'll say. Uh, I don't think so. Most of them are. Now, I know the girl's not, but I think, like, the well, one I, guy and the girl were dating, but I think the other three guys, they said were gay dudes. Uh, I don't know. No, I just saw somebody made a joke about it, and that's why. And I was like, is that true? And they were like, yeah. 
I was like, I, 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 I it could I, not be. I think Sheldon's gay. Oh uh, yeah, life. maybe that's what the joke was. It was just some joke about the people on it being gay. They're like, no, one I mean, about one straight guy and some some gay nerd. No, that dude Howard pulled down Bernadette. I mean, that doesn't make sense at all. Yeah, that doesn't make sense at all. Well, the only thing I could think of is that Bernadette is also Jewish. <laughs> That's the only thing. Gotta, you know, gotta find a nice young Jewish boy. Well, that's what I mean. It's like <laughs> you know they do that the is their, their religion. One hundred percent. That's part of their culture. So I mean, and if you're you're Jewish, that would be nice though. At least you know what you get to pick from. Like when you're going in to your ch- community, they don't all look like Bernadette. I mean, that's, well, that but that's the hot. reason you go to your church or well, your mosque or whatever they call it. You're like, yo, I'm coming in here. You actually, when you go to church, they think it's it's offensive for you to go in there and try to hit on women. Right. In that church, you're like, hey, I was trying to find my future wife. It has to be somebody in this building or another one of these buildings. Right. So I got to do something real quick. Go ahead. Before we get to the news worth knowing. Entertainment. Hi. I'm Nick, as always. Madman is closing the door. You guys can check out Below the Deck right after this show, 7.30 p.m. live on fxbgpublicradio.com. I will be your host. What time is that again? 7.30 p.m. we got a comic book author, Harold White, coming back, uh, returning to the show tonight. And we got special musical artist, um, Evan Uptown. Cool deal. Uh, let's do a little pause for the video. All right, we're back. Ugh, let's get into the news worth knowing, shall we? Shall we? All so a reporter was, has caught boyfriend cheating when her physical activity spiked on Fitbit. Uh, cheaters never won. Okay, you see where we're going with this? Right. Cheaters never win. And one woman is now having the last laugh after uh, uh, discovering that her former boyfriend was unfaithful when, uh, when his physical activity levels mysteriously spiked on his Fitbit device. Last week, NFL reporter Jane Slater replied to a fellow correspondent's tweet about the Peloton bike and the brand's recent controversial holiday ad by sharing a story of her former Bose fitness tracker fail. Uh, Her shocking admission has since gone viral with over 46,000 shares and thousands of comments. Quote, an ex-boyfriend once got me a Fitbit for Christmas. I loved it. We synced up, motivated each other, didn't hate it until it was he was unaccounted for at 4 a.m. and his physical activity levels were spiking on the app. (laughs) Wish the story wasn't real, Slater revealed. Uh, spoiler alert, he was not enrolled in an orange theory class at 4 a.m., Slater added. Oh, no. Though the 38-year-old said she first sobbed uncontrollably when she put the clues together. She has since moved on and said, and says she's laughed many times about the Fitbit fail. Way to look at it positively. In reply, some empathetic commenters uh, shared wolf- similarly woeful tales on how they caught former partners cheating on the fitness track and watches. <laughs> Why are you wearing really? your Fitbit when you're cheating? Oh, my God. I mean, that's one thing you don't pull off, I guess. Uh, making light of the situation, other jokes just teased that the horror story should inspire every woman to purchase their partner a Fitbit and glue it to their wrists to monitor any illicit dalliances. <laughs> that's really funny that it picks up that... Well, your heart rate will go up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess it does. Physical do activity. For heart rate, too. Because I was about to say, you're doing work if you... Because if it's saying you're, like, walking, like, you're... You're getting it in. <laughs> that's, but I mean, that's the point is that, you know, uh, always be, if your girl gets you a Fitbit this season, she might be thinking you're cheating on her. 
I mean, that's smart because, I mean, that's what I just thought of on a side topic. Like, I don't think, like, I'm not sure if, like, if you're into the moment, especially when you're cheating, is more like, unless you're, like, really into some sort of side relationship, is most likely, like, a spontaneous thing. So you might not take off, like, a watch. Like, I've never had a Fitbit, but I've never thought about, like, oh, I would, you know, like... Yeah. You're just about to it's get into the like mood. Watch, yeah. It's like having like it's just a watch or like a bracelet on your yeah, I guess on your arm, so you don't. It's even, one of those things you forget about. You yeah. wouldn't think about it, like yeah, like you might have left your socks on. You know what I mean? Your You're hat. like, yo, I was just yeah, yeah, yeah. My hat's still on. We were just getting here, getting it in. You know, so we took off the. But that is, dude, that's fucked up. But that is funny. I know. How do you even explain that? I don't know. Well, it's just, it makes me wonder if, like, he intentionally wore the Fitbit because he was behind and they were motivating each other on the Fitbit app. And so he's like, well, if my heart rate's going to be up, might as well make it count. Yeah, I don't know, man. I would be like, yo, I put it in the dryer. (laughs) (laughs) Spinning on full speed in the dryer. So I don't know what you would say. It registered as a heartbeat. I don't know what to tell you. Or you you just buy a gym membership and be like, I was trying to get more in shape, but I didn't want you to know I was feeling insecure. I was getting up early at 4 a.m. to go Yeah, but I didn't answer my phone. I was trying to surprise you for Christmas with a fit body (laughs) or something. (laughs) There's no, it's like the worst. You can't, there's no like. That's that's what I love about this day and age is because, you know, you're, your devices are tattling they're on you. Snitching yeah, on they're you, snitching dude. on you, man. The things you trusted. I trusted you, I tr- Fitbit. <laughs> I told you that in confidence. <laughs> I left you on while I fucked that. But I was trying to... I, was trying, I thought you were going to take some screenshots on the phone. <laughs> anyway, let's go on to this next story. Uh, pigeons wearing tiny cowboy hats pop up in Las Vegas. Nice. S- sparking con- uh, concern from animal rescuers. Uh Pigeons donning tiny cowboy hats have been spotted in the Las Vegas area, and animal rescuers are searching for the culprit responsible for dressing up the small birds. This is not funny. I'm not laughing at this. It's hilarious. Can you see a bunch of pigeons wearing cowboy hats? It's fucking hilarious. I'm sorry. Uh, The animals first appeared in a video taken on Thursday in which they were walking around normally but with little cowboy hats on their heads, and no one seems to know who's dressing up the pigeons or where the hats are coming from. Another bird, dressed to the nines in a hat, was filmed in a second video and posted online Monday. Uh, Mariah Hillman, who operates a Las Vegas-based pigeon rescue called the Lofty Hopes, told KVVU-TV that at first, I was like, oh my god, that's cute, before backtracking and asking herself, wait a minute, how'd they get those hats on there? Did they glue them? What does that mean for them, Hillman said. Is it something that's going to impede their flight or attract predators? Uh, The animal, animal rescuer said her team is trying to track the pigeons down to remove the hats. Uh, Hillman said her group spent several hours on Sunday asking around for information about the pigeons. If you see these birds, she said, just feed them until I get there. I'm only three miles away and I'll come trap them. She said, that's more dangerous. Cause you're not supposed to just feed birds, anything. Um, secondly, you, you know, pigeons are trainable. Yeah, Somebody yeah. won to put that many on there. It, like those are trained pigeons. So 100% somebody who has been taking care of those birds, put them on there as a joke. You do not take that as a joke. You know, though, pulling up to a stop sign and just seeing like 20 birds <laughs> with hats on, you know how fucking freaked right? out you would just be like, that'd be uh, hilarious. Look at, especially if you're in the car by yourself too. You're like, yo, you just drive off. Like you didn't even see it. Well, you'd be like, is that an acid flashback? Or yeah, what? you're like, oh, shit, dude, I've done too many drugs. You just, <laughs> hmm, hmm. 
You know them? That's weird. Just drive off like you didn't see. People are like, yo, you saw those birds with the hats on? You're like, nah, mm-mm, never saw any birds with hats on. But yeah, the pigeons are trainable birds, and people have them. I assume that most of them are probably going back to where they came from for him to right. take them off. It's right. probably just like a stupid thing. I, in order to put enough for somebody to notice on, they clearly have a, a pigeon coop, yeah. which yeah. is what they call them. So there's pigeon coops somewhere. Is that, is that what they call them? Yeah, but I mean, you know, they're on like rooftops and things. Like yeah, people, Mike Tyson had some, but yeah, they're yeah. trainable birds that... Not saying you should put a hat on your bird, but I assume that whoever did that, especially with enough for you to notice and to go to one place, they seem to be probably trained. Like, this is a, yeah. a stunt for this, yeah. not to hurt the birds. So take it lightly, I would say, for... It's for a joke. I don't. Yeah. Think, I don't think it hurts the birds. I don't think it attracts predators. None of them. I don't... Yeah, if you saw, like, I think they were eventually the they'll, they'll molt, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, they'll lose the hat. Well, they fly back to where they go eat their food at every day, which is what they do after they right. they send them out. They go do whatever. They come back to their place. I'll take the hats off yeah. when you get back, unless you're out there kidnapping our birds. Those were my birds. They had cowboy hats on. They clearly had cowboy hats on. You knew which ones were mine. <laughs> Did you have a bird with a cowboy hat on today? No. Why'd you take my bird? These pranksters these days. They're really stepping it up a notch. I tell well, you that's what, what I mean. Like mm-hmm. I, that's, I don't even know if that's a prank or just like just somebody would notice, like, put all these hats on. How long would it take to put that many hats on? That's a, how many birds was it, like, 50? That's, that's, I don't know. It doesn't say how many, but, I mean, that's a serious pigeon nerd. It had to be enough, but that's... Dude, if you have a pigeon coop already, what does that say? I just go up to my roof every day with my pigeons and a whole bunch of... I got this big back... I got this big box of tiny cowboy hats. What am I going to do with them? The lady from Home Alone 2. 100% is out there (laughs) in LA right now. She made it big now. 20 years after the release, she's out in LA putting cowboy hats on there. Oh my God. It's Christmas season. It's the Christmas time, I guess. (laughs) All right, um... Let's talk about some sad news here. Um, Uh-oh. Yeah, Roxette member Marie Fredrickson dead at 61. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Joyride was a bitchin' song. Is a bitchin' song. Yeah. Hello, you fool. Si- I love you. 61's not that old either. I know. Yeah, not in for, this day and age, yeah. Yeah, with the people from the rockers, though, you know, I feel like, you know, that's the joke in that movie. Like, you know, uh, Ozzy Osbourne's going to outlive Miley Cyrus. Mm-hmm. Like, these motherfuckers don't die, yeah. but they're all rock stars. They yeah. don't die. Yeah, those British motherfuckers, they live forever. What was yeah. that from? Uh, Get them to the Greek? Get them to the Greek, yeah. yeah, yeah but I feel about like that, that's yeah. about, like, the old rockers. They're like, there's a lot of them that are super old. Absolutely. Different generation. But. Yeah. Uh, yeah, ha- so half of the Swedish pop duo rock set, Marie Fredriksson, died at 61. Uh, her management agency announced. The Dimberg-Jernberg agency said Fredrickson died Monday of a consequence of a long illness. Uh, it is with great sorrow that we must inform you that one of the greatest and most loved artists is gone, the firm said on Tuesday. Yeah, Fredrickson formed Roxette with Per Gessel in 1986. Uh, the two released their first album the same year and went on to achieve international success in the late 80s and 90s uh, with hits including The Look, It Must Have Been Love. It Must Have Been Love. Great song. Same with the Joyride. Uh, on his Facebook profile, Gessel wrote, uh, You are an outstanding musician, a master of the voice, and an amazing performer. I'm proud, honored, and happy to have been able to share so much of your time, talent, warmth, and generosity, and your sense of humor. He wrote in English, adding, Things will never be the same. Oh, things, right. Okay. Things will never be the uh, No accent? No, they're... It was in Sweden. Yeah, they're Swedish. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, Fredrickson was diagnosed with brain, a tum well, brain tumor in 2002. She went under underwent aggressive treatment that took its toll, but ultimately was successful. Her management agency said, however, she was left blind in one eye with limited hearing and mobility and was unable to re read or write. Bummer. So it was also unable to speak for a consider considerable, considerable period of time after her treatment. as brain tumors, man. Over the years, she was able to make a gradual return to the world stage. Uh, yeah, she was, bound to, she was born in southern Sweden, May 30th, 1958, and had her artistic breakthrough in 1984 in Sweden. Two years later, they formed duo Roxette with Gessel, and in 1989, the pair had their international breakthrough with The Look. Yeah, Look Sharp in 1988, Joyride 91, uh, six top two hits on Billboard Hot 100, 80 million records worldwide, and embarked on world tours. Sweden's best-known band since ABBA in the 70s and 80s, and in 2003, Sweden's Carl Gustav, Roman numerals, 16th, awarded the duo a royal award. Fredrickson made her first public appearance after a brain tumor operation to receive the honor with Gessel. She is survived by her husband, Mikhail Bolios, and their two children, Josephine and Oscar. I think that's a bummer because, uh, I, was, I mean, a lot of good tunes. I like those tunes from Roxette, you know. Yeah. It always sucks to lose a good one. I guess she, I mean, she gets to went off for a little bit, though, because of, with all that stuff they're saying. Yeah, after 2002, after the brain tumor. Must have been rough for her. That scares you a little bit, too, because they're in Sweden. I believe they have free health care over there, so... You're yeah. over there getting, you know, you got you got full treatment and it's still making you blind and stuff. You got to, that's a bad disease if, to have, you know, like that's what you said. Like the brain stuff is yeah. like, is it's heavy. Yeah. yeah, there ain't nothing like, there ain't nothing you can do apparently because if you can't get it from free people, you know, where <laughs> I feel like they're pretty smart. So it wasn't like, oh, we're not going to do something for you. Like, like this is the best we have right now and you might not be able to see out of one of your eyes or be able to read, but you'll be alive. So I, I need to have a talk with you off air about socialized medicine and how it's not the best. Um, um, well, yeah, we, I mean, that's not what you get what I'm saying. Just like, I mean, they yeah. have money too, though. So you would assume that yeah, they, they have can go overseas if they need a treatment. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what always geeks me out whenever really people that are wealthy or like famous die where I'm like, these people have money. Yeah. Like, you know, you can't make it and you have money. That's like, what I mean. All know, the money Steve in the world. Jobs is all the money in the world is not going to save you from a Yeah, Steve tumor. Jobs and all his yeah. all his internet savvy and all that stuff. And you like, your body will, at some it point, will, will fail die. you. Go against yeah. you. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. So. Can't take it with you, bro. Yeah, it has. Yeah, that's all the point, I guess. Let's go to a lighter subject, huh? Let's get to something fun. All right. Uh, retailer offers entire Christmas dinner in a can. Targets hardcore gamers that don't want to leave their chair. Oh, you! Why would you fucking do that to these kids? <laughs> no one is immune to the stress of organizing Christmas dinner, whether it's a large gathering spent with family around a table stockpiled with food or a smaller Christmas meal all to oneself. But a Christmas dinner might be taking it a little too far. Imagine the faces of your friends and family members as you tell them about your Christmas dinner containing a three-course meal all compacted in one can. <laughs> is it is it worth the scrutiny? And the possible dress down for not having a proper home cooked dinner, a little too much. The thing about it is fluffing this. The no, a dinner in a can, three course meals in a can. 
and you because you don't want to get up to make food yeah, exactly what's but you give still, it an hour and a half after eating this can yeah, of mixed food you're getting up you're getting up oh you have to that's gonna mm-hmm. be the story i need a new gamer chair yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> indeed uh uk tech r- retailer uh game first released its affordable two pound uh christmas dinner in a can in 2013 for hardcore gamers who might be spending their Christmas playing uh, playing games online, and who don't want to leave their chairs, the cylindrical can of three of three in one Christmas dinner includes turkey, potatoes, broccoli, bread sauce, milk based sauce thickened with breadcrumbs, uh, sprouts, stuffing, and mince pies. And this year, oh, there's not the pie. In the yeah, tin. absolutely. <laughs> and this year, there's now a new release of the Christmas tinner that includes a vegan and vegetarian take on more Christmas classic dishes with a whopping twelve layer, twelve layer plant based dishes in one can. The vegan version includes a chocolate cake with custard, vegan gravy, mushroom Wellington, pigs in a, pigs in egg, eggplant blankets. Tofu and stuffing, as well as your go-to winter vegetables, including squash, carrots, sprouts, broccoli, red cabbage, and parsnips. There's also vegan cheese, olives, and grapes, and vegan bacon. So they added more to the other one, because the only meat in the first one was turkey. Yeah. Uh, The vegetarian can is even wilder, as it's packed with 12 layers of nut roast, cauliflower, cheese, um, gingerbread pancakes, Toblerone. Is that how you say it? Toblerone? Yeah, something like that. I'm not even And potatoes. There's also halloumi hallo, in there. I don't know what that is. I'm not vegan. Yeah, uh, quote, almost half of the British gamers uh, plan to spend the majority of Christmas Day testing out new games and consoles. So I guess that's a good day to be on YouTube. <laughs> I mean. Christmas morning. Just got this new system. I'm going to try it. I get kids doing it. <laughs> eat, eat my Christmas dinner out of a can. But that's the my thing is the 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 game systems don't come out on Christmas. You have to buy them before Christmas, right? Like they came, they're coming out like this week I, or yeah, next week. I think right? they they design them to come out like two weeks before Christmas, so people. Can if get you're them early a grown day. ass yeah. person, you should are you're wait if you waiting for someone to buy you a. PlayStation 5 or whatever it is for Christmas Day and you're talking about eating a dinner out of a can I'm not I'm not telling you what to do I'm just saying you should think about just you know rethink a few things there Un- unplug for a little while come on come on Tim Pool Yeah because yeah buy the damn thing and play it and then go to Christmas Come on Tim Pool take a day off You're waiting I get kids waiting like I know kids wait to get it I couldn't wait you know I can't wait till Christmas cuz I know my mom's going to get it. I can't buy it myself If you're waiting to Christmas to do like come on man buy the game play the game binge it for 2 days and then go to Christmas have with, Christmas dinner yeah. Go eat dinner man come on man you're going to binge for the next week Take a day off one yeah take a few hours to unplug because yeah. you're all the people on Christmas I assume more people that jump on on Christmas are are children like yeah. under 18 kids who've been waiting for their parents to buy them the new system and the new game or and hopefully there's not too many you know 15 16 year old streamers out there that are doing this kind of stuff just waiting oh dude you know no, no doing this kind of stuff oh eating out dude if your parents let you buy a di- 
just what you thing. said and it was gross with the other why would yeah. you eat all of that at I, once no. that's the thing at once as yeah. as a combination you're like sounds good and you're like oh well there's cheese and then you're like but didn't you say turkey substitute with exactly. sour sprouts exactly. and some sort of cinnamon pie i've told you about that uh um uh, steve mre steve 1989 mre info yeah have i told you about that right about where that. he'll go and like uh check out old mres mm-hmm. it's like that's what i think this is this is like a civilian version of what he does where he gets like some old just mystery can is like let's find out what's in it oh and he looks under it oh there's botulism in it. i probably shouldn't touch this and no offense but i don't think these cans are going to be good one year from now that's what i was thinking <laughs> because the one that says it's not everything in the first one seems vegetarian but they said there's meat there's no way that's real that you can, can can real meat, real meat yeah. for a certain amount of time yeah. like with the ingredients you put in there, oh, with all the other stuff, mixed it'll in already yeah. yeah. The seasonings and things will make the meat go bad one hundred percent before. All right, we got two more stories. Let's okay. get through them real quick. All right, so uh, Walmart removes cocaine Santa sweater. Ah, uh, what prompts resp- response from Twitter? <coughs> all the good saying, stuff. Quote: I actually would have bought that. <laughs> now, for those of you listening, I'm going to um, uh, explain what this looks like. This is basically a Santa dressed person. Looks kind of like Santa, but it's a sweater. It's a sweater. It has Santa. It looks like he's sitting on a couch, and uh, he's got a, like a straw in his hand, and three little lines <laughs> carved out. You know, little rails right in front of him on the table, and uh, a bunch of like it looks like snowballs <laughs> piled up next to it. Yeah. And so, um, snowman. Yeah, I'm just describing it. It's <laughs> like it's a snowman. Um, so Walmart has issued an apology for an quote unquote ugly Christmas sweater that was recently featured on its Canadian website as it appeared to depict Santa doing cocaine. The adult themed holiday sweater featured a deranged looking Santa Claus holding what appears to be a straw in one of his outstretched hands and sitting in front of three lines of a white substance along some snowballs. The phrase let it snow is printed at the bottom of the sweater. (laughs) Uh, Uh, to really drive the point home, Santa was engaged. Uh, Santa was engaging in an illicit act. The sweater, which sweater, which has been marketed on Walmart.ca under a third-party seller funware, was accompanied with an incredibly lengthy descri- description stuffed with painfully overt nods to cocaine. Oh, man. We all know, here's here's a quote from it. We all know how snow works. It's white, powdery, and the best snow comes straight from South America. <laughs> That's bad news for jolly old Saint Nick, who lives far away from in the North Pole. <laughs> this is the product description. This is why Santa really likes to savor the moment when he gets his hands on some quality grade A Colombian snow. (laughs) You ask yourself, how does Santa make it to every house in one night? (laughs) Yes, it's either that or at all. He loves snow. Oh my God. Blow, 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 blow. I thought it was ho, ho, ho. No. Yeah, so Walmart pulled the sweater. And issued an apology. That's Shout out it. Canada, man. They're right. going wild with it. Yeah, they're going wild. Canada's open with it. Yeah. Uh, these sweaters, sold by a third-party seller at Walmart, do not re- uh, represent Walmart's values and have no place on our website, the spokesperson said to Fox News in a statement. We have removed these products from our marketplace. We apologize for any unintended offense this may have caused. However, however, despite Walmart apologizing for the sweater due to alleged bl- backlash, those on Twitter seem more upset by its removal from the website. There's a market for this. Why do you think the sweater was made in the first place? Shit was hilarious, it's dog. A, it is hilarious. That's it's, man, screw America, man, because it was us complaining. Because Walmart's an American company. Um, it's an American-based company. I used to work there. Do you it was think like it was America's work. complaining? Because it's Canada's. 
That's why, but that's why. Oh my goodness! On Walmart.com, I saw a, a thing, and that's the people up there. Like, dude, hey, it's funny, hey. I don't know. I think so. I think we complain about all of it because we get shut down. We shut down like ten things. What do we shut down the 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 basket or something? You remember during Halloween? Oh, all right, right. Yeah, we got that shut down. Like, oh, that's a racist basket. And you're like, it's a basket for yeah. candy. This one is a joke. It's funny, but it also said in it, it's an adult line. Right, right. So I don't think, like, when you said it was available on the website under adult, I feel like that covers the joke. It's a yeah. joke, so it covers the, the joke for adults. And the description is not overt. You right. Know? And it wasn't in stores. It was on the website yeah. under adult section. So... There is not like, oh, kids problem? were at the store yeah, seeing the it. Yeah, yeah, it was just people complaining about it, which is, who puts a negative review on on Santa doing coke? <laughs> I don't know. That is like the funniest fucking thing. All right, we've got one more story here. Um, I li- You know how I do. I like to end on a positive note. End on a positive. Yeah. I, that's not, that was positive. I mean, they got to shut down, but that's well, I like hilarious. the last two being as positive <laughs> as possible. All right, uh, Michigan boy's entire kindergarten class shows up to his adoption hearing. Oh, nice. Yeah, Michigan kindergarten kindergarten uh, class took a one-of-a-kind field trip on Thursday. They went to see one of the classmates get his forever home and just in time for Christmas. The Kent County courtroom turned into a classroom as Michael Clark Jr. squirmed in his chair with his supporters from Wealthy, Wealthy Elementary in East Grand Rapids holding up hearts on sticks and peeking over the bench to watch uh, his foster parents. Andrea Melvin and Dave Eaton became his adoptive parents, Fox 8 reported. There wasn't a dry eye in the courtroom, especially when Michael Five says he loves mommy and daddy. No. I understand we are joined by Michael's kindergarten classroom and teacher, 17th Circuit uh, Court Family Division Judge Patricia Gardner, told those gathered on Thursday, which happened to be the annual, ad- annual adoption day. Uh, welcome to the courthouse on, these, on this amazing day, she said. Eaton and Michael wanted to have his teacher and classmate there because, as the boy explained, you know, the class is kind of my family. Oh, nice. Carrie McKee, uh, Michael's teacher, said, the lesson is, put a little love in your heart. That's a direct quote. Uh Put a little love in your heart. You know, like at the end of Scrooge? Yeah. Feed me, Seymour. Feed me. Oh, no, I can hear that. That day, 37 children, all all from the foster care system, were adopted in Michigan. Nice. So great. Uh, There are so many emotional stories on how children come to families, Judge Gardner said. Upwards of 5,000 children in Michigan are in need of foster care. A call Melvin and Eaton answered through Catholic Charities. If it's something that's crossed your mind, you should consider it and get trained and just see what it's about, Melvin said. Nice. Yeah. I just want to say, and not to put a down spin on this, but like, how are you going to take 20 other kids to court hearing during this? That's a field trip? Lazy teachers. That's what I'm saying. How did you pull that one? Are you like, it's for support for the kids? Are you like... They don't do field, uh, film strips anymore. Yeah, right? Like, yeah, you don't play movies? Like, what were we... So- <laughs> hey, we're going to take everybody to this court hearing. Like, how? And everybody's parents signed off. I'm like, oh, we want to show support. Why do you, Why must you ruin everything? Yeah, why does it not like- a day off of school? I'm not... No, I wasn't saying... I was just like, what are the... Like, what is that? How do you let that happen? Like, is that? I, I wish like they would have done that too. But also, I mean, it's a great story. And also, with the thirty-eight yeah. 
38 kids all in one, you know, obviously it's that, that date, I guess, is a special date for that specific thing. But I guess I guess you can count it as a civics lesson. Yeah, yeah, I was just saying, that's just a funny, I'm not bringing, there's yeah. nothing negative, it was just funny, like, oh, you're going to miss school for that? Anyway, I don't know if I'm signing that, Phil. <laughs> anyway, um, I want to invite you to go check us out on YouTube, search for the Madman Lowercase on YouTube, or just search Shock Monkey Radio, I'm sure you'll find our videos. It's the Madman, the word lowercase. And the word lowercase, uh. That video, that Too Drunk to Work video, I really liked that. I was, that was fun to clip. Uh, that's gotten uh, some views. It's maybe it, a little bit more. It. You've been watching it? You know, I've been watching it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so check us out on YouTube. Search for the Madman Lowercase or Shock Monkey Radio. Uh, also, please go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Uh, and there you can become a patron, get access to all the video content that I get when the computer doesn't crash. And... Uh, you can also become an advertiser, advertiser on our show, or you can hijack the news worth knowing. It's all up there on patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. So, yeah, this has been Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the bad man, and I love you. I'm Nick, as always. Come see us December 14th, Saturday. That's all right. Got a Christmas party. See you then. I'll figure it out. Damn this software!